Is Jeff Swaim or Cody Hollister the better blocker? Which defensive back should we be looking at? Who am I kidding? This is an episode about John Robinson. This is the Transatlantic Titans podcast. Standing on the arrowhead at Arrowhead. Brinkley to snap. Turn to hold. Snap. Set. Kick on the way. Good! Drive starts at the one and looking for a little breathing room and they get that in. Plenty more. Derek Henry still going. Stays in bounds. He might go. 99 yards for the touchdown. Unbelievable. Hello. It's happened. This absolute bombshell. Um, we'll get to that in a second. I'm Adam. I'm with Neil. Hi, Neil. How are you? Adam. How is uh, everyone? Very um, eventful week in the life of a Tennessee Titans fan. Oh, it's, isn't it just? I couldn't believe when I saw the news that we decided to waive Tory Carter. Just absolute, absolutely floored me. Yeah, uh, unbelievable scenes. I'm, I'm so, I'm so glad it's happened that we we could focus on that rather than the Philly game. Uh, we didn't really want to talk about that anyway. Um, what Philly game? Yeah, what Philly game exactly? <laughs> um, yeah, J Rob, who saw that coming? I didn't certainly didn't see it coming now, um, <laughs> and I don't think many people did, to be honest. Uh, and uh, to be honest, like the the timing is is the the main sort of surprise as such. Because I, 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 personally, I don't think the actual firing itself is a surprise. I just I don't understand the the thought process of doing it five games before the end of a regular season. Well, yeah, this we've got a lot to get into. I think with this, haven't we? Um, we've talked. I think even before the season started, during the off season. I don't know, maybe before the, probably not before the AJ Brown trade, but certainly in yeah, after that happened. Um, you've, I mean, you've had the opinion for a while that you've been critical of J-Rob and his, probably the activities of the last two or three years, which should probably be fair. Um, maybe not to the point of we need to fire this guy, but certainly critical to the point where something's not, not working and all, all that we're suffering because of because of what he's been doing now i'm not saying i disagree with you but i felt more lenient because of the success that he's brought us in the in the time he's been in in tennessee you know between 2015 and 2016 he came in um mike malarkey was a new head coach at the time and it was it was a time of improvement it was you know, marcus came into the league and he didn't stink the place out to start with, but the roster around him certainly did. And we saw steady improvement and he's brought us six consecutive seasons with winning records. We've been to the playoffs the last three. It's been largely rosy, but we've definitely plateaued or even gone, started to look like we're going down the other side. And the, the timing, yeah, the timing is weird, but my reaction was, you know what this feels right Um, it didn't it i didn't sort of think whoa this is crazy this is madness what on earth is going on we're seven and five we're leading the division 
I think probably a lot of people outside of Tennessee are looking at this like that. Like, what what on earth are they doing? But to me, it just it felt like maybe the literally the timing of doing it after week thirteen felt weird. But after what we saw in Philadelphia, the ownership saw that as well, right? Um, and that has to be a factor in this. Um, I mean, what's 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 your take? Is is this? Well, maybe the question is. If the AJ Brown trade hadn't happened, he'd still be in a job right now. I, I guess. I mean, possibly. I I also think like if Titans have won that game, sort of twenty-one seventeen, and AJ Brown had like four catches for forty yards, it's, he'd also still be in a job. Maybe, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which do you know what I mean? So that uh, sounds ha- mad when you put it like that. But yeah, may, maybe maybe him. <laughs> giving that big middle finger to us almost literally in the game, um, taunting us and just being motivated, like we kind of all feared. Maybe maybe that is actually for the best. Like, had he... It's for, sort of forced, forced something to happen because it, it's something... It's been bubbling away, right? I think... Um, I don't think... It, to be honest, I don't think Amy Adams Strunk has ever wanted to bit mediocre I, I think she's she's come in and sort of if you remember prior to her uh, uh, sort of taking control and being the, the sort of face of the franchise there were a lot of question marks around the ownership and whether the structure was sort of right for the, the rules yeah. of the NFL and things like that and I, and I, and I think sort of as, she, as she's been more visible and, and sort of being more hands on She's never wanted to accept mediocrity. She's always been willing to spend. And she's always trusted John Robinson to spend. And whether that be draft picks or, or salary cap space. But I think there's like there's two statements here what, what, what are sort of both true. And the first one is that the Titans are a, a sort of upwardsly mobile competitive franchise because of John Robinson. But also the Titans are currently in my opinion, going backwards because of John Robinson. I think both those statements are true and I, and I think you could you could like sort of find a lot of merit in both of those statements. But I, I think ultimately prior to this season, I, I, I thought that we'd be lucky to, to be 500, a 500 football team. Um, looking at the alls in the roster, looking at the fact that we, we were devoid of playmakers. And I think there's one reason why. Uh, we're leading the division and we're not hovering around 500 and that's Mike Rabel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think for me, um, if there were this sort of black and white choice between keeping John Robinson and letting him try to continue to build a contender or keeping Mike Rabel and giving him sort of more power or more sort of autonomy over who the next GM is, then I would choose Mike Rabel every time. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. If if it came down to, I don't, I don't. I'd love to know. I'd love to. I'd love to know the conversations that have happened, like how it's come about. But we we're kind of guessing. But if if Mike Brable's gone to Amy and said, "Right, I've had enough of this. Like you could, like you've just seen what's happened in Philly. There's nothing I could do to stop that result. Stop that game going the way it did." Um, look at the look at the holes in the roster. Look at what AJ Brown's done to us. You know he should be our player. And if and he's like, this is this is something's got to something's got to give. It's him or me. 
if he said that to Amy. Um, and she's back the right horse if that's what's happened. Like you're not if she's if she was going to choose Robinson over Rabel, that would be lunacy. And I, I genuinely think, and I think we've had this discussion sort of prior to the announcement. I, I genuinely think there'd be a queue a mile long of, of of teams, college and professional, wanting to take Mike Vrabel on. There've been some Ohio State rumors recently. Obviously, yeah. that's where he went. I think his just his his stock is as high as it, it possibly could ever be. Um, and I and think he, you keep, yeah, yeah, rightly so. You, you do what you can to keep somebody like that in your building, and if that means sort of jettisoning John Robinson, who on the whole has probably done a fine job, fine as in yeah, he's done fine, not fine as in has he reached. Do you think he reached his Mike Malarkey stage of uh, improving the culture, improving the roster, but couldn't couldn't take it to the next step? Uh, I don't know if, if see the the like I, I I really like the guy and yeah it, it's it's quite hard this like it, I don't feel I don't feel any sense of of anger towards him about about any of the stuff and I know some I know sometimes fans out there do. Uh, since since the the night of the draft, and I get that, um, but I still sort of believe his hand was forced with that. Um, maybe maybe the truth, maybe this suggests that I, I was wrong. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't feel any sort of anger towards the guy. He's done he's done a phenomenal job for certainly the first four years of of being in charge, and um, we've talked about this recently that the COVID years, the 2020 draft where you haven't been able to evaluate players in the same way, he made an absolute dog's dinner of. And 2021 wasn't really any better with, okay, a, still a kind of COVID draft, but less less dramatically so. Um, this year, still up in the air. Although this, this year seems to look a bit better. You know, I like, like the look of some of the, the guys who drafted this year, but that... Yeah. 2020 drafting Asiah Wilson, who what played four snaps or something, not on the team by the by the next year. You know that's such a whiff. That's a phenomenal, phenomenally bad job. And yeah, like you could say right, he haven't haven't been able to meet with him as you normally would because of COVID. But other teams managed to not <laughs> make those that those levels of mistakes. So yeah, that. It's it's been bad from that point, really. Um, Julio, which I know you know you you hated at the time, or you'd not hated having Julio in the building, but thought that we gave up too much for him, and that that that's borne out. Uh, there've been there've been some mistakes in recent years, and like, as much as he's improved things, I, yeah, it did. It does feel like it came to the point where he couldn't carry on improving things, and it was going the other way. I wonder if um, it's 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 sort of a a philosophy thing where um, what Robinson believes in, as far as roster construction, is basically being good up front on both ends of ball. Uh, wide receivers all can block, um, <laughs> and, and, a, and a strong run game, and that is sort of not what's winning football games in I the NFL. Do you know what I mean? 
I, I do, but I don't. I don't necessarily like if if you've got a Derek Henry, you're gonna like with you could you can argue that we've lucked out with with Derek Henry, and I I, th- I think if you get a like unless it's a a clear number one pick, like unless you draft Andrew Luck with the first pick or something, most superstars like that you you're being a bit lucky. Otherwise. Otherwise, teams would pick him up with the first overall pick, wouldn't they? So he was a second rounder, and yeah, you could tell he had the physical tools immediately. Um, but he wasn't a he wasn't a finished product when we drafted him. Um, he yeah, he's he's learned learned the trade during the first couple of years as he as he was a titan. He wasn't the starter initially, but look at him! Like look look at what he's done in these. It's his seventh year as a titan now. It's in, it's incredible. But if you've got so yeah, I, you're lucky enough to have a superstar like that. I don't think it's the wrong thing to do to build your roster, build your like, scheme, everything, make your tactics support that. Um, even if yeah. it's not, even if it's not the way the modern NFL is, if you that, but that's because not every team has a Derek Henry. No, and I think um, I, I genuinely think Derek, Derek Henry would be productive regardless of what type of scheme you were going to run. But I also think the, the team's so devoid of playmakers. And, and I think the the one thing that has happened over the last possibly two or three seasons of, of John Robinson's tenure is people have been, players have been put in spots, undrafted free agents, late round draft picks with immense pressure because there is nobody else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People, yeah, yeah. players are, are not capable of, of sort of rising to those moments and, and coming through those moments have been put in those spots because the roster's been built in such a way where there's been so many picks wasted on defensive backs and early round defensive linemen that other than your first two wide receivers, you're looking at practice squad guys. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and I think that that can only go on for so long. Derek Derek Henry's sort of dominance in the run game and Mike Vrabel's ability to coach up can only go so far. Eventually, you need players, and and it's obviously been writ large that we've let a playmaker go, and we've had it thrown back in his face last Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and, and he he's, and he play- is. This is this is the only probably episode of this year that I'm not bleeping out AJ Brown's name because we're going to say it far too often yeah. and it 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 would it would spoil it it would be far too much work um so <laughs> and it's the elephant in the room as well uh, but he he was he's one of the best players we've ever drafted as a franchise yeah yeah he's a phenomenal super like he is elite and yeah. he's proved it as if he needed to this year at the Eagles and yeah. against us right in our faces. You know, he is as good as any wide receiver is in the NFL. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's we... like, like we say, it's, it's, it's top three, if not the best. Uh, and I mean, we're not, we're not exactly a, a franchise. We are rich sort of history of wide receivers. Uh, and you could probably argue that is the only superstar wide receiver we've had in, in the Titans era. Yeah, oh no, totally. Do you know totally. what I mean? I mean and, no, uh, no disrespect for, to the Derek Masons or the Nate Washingtons of this world, but yeah, yeah. it's it's true. It is. Yeah. And 
we're, we're involved in in big games where there is big moments because fundamentally we've got a decent team. But the players that we're asking to step up in these moments are just not up to it because of how the way the roster's been constructed. I think for what it's worth, Traylon Burks may prove to be. Yeah, um, yeah. But... I mean, obviously, that's, that's it, it, not helping us now. He's had he's had a couple of injuries. He's had that concussion, which which, by the way, I'm livid at. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just going to say his commitment's not in question. I mean, to hold on to that more, I mean, that's that's one highlight from that game that I'll take away. Abs- you know what absolutely I mean? incredible and a horrible, dirty yeah. hit, which yep. which makes me livid. They they nice. took him. They took him out of that game. Uh, he could have. He yeah. could have. He could have had a big one. We might have made this close but would yeah, yeah i don't want to go over that <laughs> now <laughs> um greg greg is not here he's he's made this point a couple of times recently i want to dive into this now he's of the view that we didn't pay aj brown not because of cap issues or juggling all that kind of stuff but because the the team isn't rich enough or the ownership isn't rich enough, and he's he he has concerns even now that the same might happen with Jeffrey Simmons. Does does this news put that opinion into question? And um, if given the fact that if 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 this is because if AJ Brown was the straw that broke the camel's back, and the timing of everything suggests that it was, does this tell us that Amy would have? given him as much money as John Robinson wanted him to, wanted her to. And, uh, I mean, in, in other in other words, this isn't... AJ Brown didn't stay because the money wasn't there. Is this what this is telling us? I mean, the statement, it's very vague and quite brief, but it, it does suggest that Amy Adams Strunk has got higher aspirations than where we are now. You know, that the, the statement is, itself suggests that she expects better and expects more, which you can't sort of aspire to that or achieve that without putting your hand in your pocket. I mean, that... the, so the way so things... should we should we expect that Jeff Jeff's going to get paid or offered the offered the deal he's deserved on the back of this? And, and yeah. should we should we interpret this as her saying we should have paid paid AJ Brown or done everything or done more to keep him in the building? Um, I mean, you could you could sort of play devil's advocate and say, is she? Does she not think that the money they have spent has been managed well enough? Uh, maybe, is, she, maybe. Is, she, is she is she saying that she's at the limit of what she wants to spend, but it just hasn't been done efficiently enough because um, restructuring Tannehill's contract to do the Julio Jones trade has now left what thirty six million. In dead cap, if we wanted to cut Tannehill, that's the situation we're in. I'm not saying that. I mean, season is hard. I'm glad we didn't try to get out of Ryan Tannehill, but I'm sort of playing devil's advocate and saying, does does she not think the the money she has committed has been used properly? Maybe it's not a a, a sort of banging the drum saying I, I will spend and I will spend more. Maybe it's her saying I want somebody that's maybe a bit more analytical that will spend it smarter. Yeah. it's... <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's it's a it's a weird one because I I the, the yeah I mean it's it's sort of Greg's opinion not mine um, mm. and I don't necessarily agree with it um, but yeah that that concern that other bigger franchises have got more to offer 
Um, the, the NFL's great with the salary cap because it evens, it levels the playing field with this sort of stuff, and that, or it's supposed to. And I've largely always assumed that that uh, every team's got deep enough pockets to pretty much, as long as you yeah. as long as you manage things, you can compete with the the big boys. But uh, may, may, maybe not. And mm. yeah, there are there are creative things you can do. I think that you always feel that yeah, maybe <laughs> Dallas and Jerry Jones can af- afford a bit more than the Titans and, and Amy. But the the, the whole point Wait, of the salary uh, cap is that that shouldn't come into it. Oh, no, I mean, when you think about it as well, like the money they did spend this off season, like paying Landry, for instance, it's it's something that we all wanted. But having seen how the season's developed. And the fact that Vrabel and his staff have been able to manufacture pressure regardless of who's in that front seven, would you pay Landry again? I don't think you. I don't think you would. You know, I, I, you say I that, think... but I don't. I think. I think a lot of this is Jeff, um, and because I, I, don't, I don't think over the last two or three weeks we've been as good at getting pressure. No, no, we've played a couple of better teams. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I yeah I have a feeling that 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 assumption that we're we're just good enough to stick anybody in there. I mean that's maybe coming to a to a bit of a bit of an end. Yeah. I don't know. But I've I, I managed to coach up several guys into sharing mm. Landry's sacks around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no, when, when you're looking at things analytically, which obviously a lot of a forward-thinking franchises do these days. Would that money that were committed to Landry have been better in the pockets of a wide receiver? And I'm not suggesting even AJ Brown. I'm suggesting Sunday that was out there to be signed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we took a chance on Robert Woods. He were cheap, quote unquote cheap. Um, and then we drafted Traylon Burks in the first round. But the money we committed to Landry, I, I don't think would have been any better off record wise if Landry hadn't have sustained that ACL injury. But I do think we'd be better record-wise if we had a couple of as wide receiver room or a couple deeper than it is now. I think, yeah, I, I, we're not we're not struggling because the defense aren't doing enough. Are we? we're struggling offensively, no. and that's that's no. very clear. And it's it's both it's both receivers and and O line for me. Uh, now, with yeah, Traylon Burke's that... fit, the last couple of weeks the receiving core have looked better, as you'd expect. <laughs> more more guys getting open, but. The the offensive line against Philly against Cincinnati as well is just it's it's a hard watch. Yeah, we saw uh, poor poor Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, <laughs> like how he how he's still in there on on one leg, um, doing as as well as he is. How we've got seven wins is just it's a testament to to Mike Brable or Tannehill yeah. and a few a few of the uh, few of the others. When you're looking um, at Henry struggling at... as well because of it, I would say. Yeah. When you're looking at LaRaven Clark to turn your, <laughs> your offensive line wars around, then you know you've got real problems. And I mean, we gave we actually gave up a fifth round pick for Dennis Daly, which you know, in hindsight, I mean, it didn't look good at time because of what Carolina fans were saying. But in hindsight, that's a, a shocker of a, a trade, really. I mean, I know, I, I know, just like Harold Landry, Taylor Lewan's gone down, but Taylor Lewan is somebody that you've you've had surely. We all knew there was a chance that he would go down again at some point. Yeah, and I think and it... the thing is with Taylor Lawan as well. I think 
we don't we we don't obviously we miss his play because he's a, a still a very good offensive lineman. But obviously, I think we miss his presence as well. I think the rest of the line will play better with with Taylor one in there as well. I think there's like a a, a sort of a a camaraderie, a, a sort of group, a leadership sort of element that we're missing there as well. Yeah, Ben Jones helps with that. Um, yeah. Ben, we've missed. We've he was he was back. Although that that left side is just such garbage that I don't, I don't think it I don't think it matters then, at this point. And you can go back and look at decisions and moves and and sort of things that John Robinson has done to try and fix that. And every single one of them in the last two or three years is a complete miss from from letting Kelly go. Um, to drafting Isaiah Wilson, to drafting Dylan Raddens, to trading for Dennis Daly. It's just been an absolute state. Yeah. Um, and it's it's obviously now come on to roost. What did you make of the press conference today? I haven't I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard that uh, yeah, yeah, he's throw, Mike Brable's been thrown to the wolves. Um not that he can't not that he can't handle himself. No. <laughs> um, I mean, but it's very strange, very strange to see Mike Vrabel be diplomatic. Because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, because I expected obviously when he took the podium, just just warts and all. Do you know what I mean? So he's, yeah, that... but he's not he's not stupid either. He's no, no, he's, no. He's, he's savvy enough to know what he can't say. Yeah. So to say that he was informed rather than involved, I don't necessarily believe that. No, no, nor me. I'm glad you said that. Um... <laughs> But I think it's probably the right thing to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, what, what's he? What's he supposed to do? Turn around and say, "Yeah, it was my decision." I, I. Yeah. He, he can't. He's not going to say that. He's and, and obviously we're, we're we're in the market for a new GM as well. So. Oh, are we? <laughs> yeah. Putting it out there that you'll cut somebody's kneecaps off. <laughs> uh, probably isn't <laughs> the smartest thing to do either. So. Yeah, what well, were you going to say, really? Just on that, it's it's going to be a different dynamic. Like even, like well, firstly, is there any chance of Mike Brabel going Bill full Bill Belichick and doing it himself, or do, does does he want to? Would would Amy consider that? I think that'll depend on the type of appointment. If we get round to naming a new GM and it's an experienced GM with connections to Vrabel, or as sort of a presence and a pedigree, then probably no. But if it's a a younger sort of Patsy, top top of the class <laughs> Patsy, yeah, anal- analytics sort of wizard, young guy in his thirties, then probably I would say Vrabel will be the most. Im- well, I, I already think he's the most important person in the franchise, but I think it'll be even further enforced if it's a a less experienced GM that we hire. I can't. Correct. Well, you might disagree. I don't think you will. I can't imagine any way that it's going to be the former. That it's going to be somebody who's got a higher stature of reputation yeah. than Mike Brabel. No. Uh, there's, there's, there's no way. So I just don't see that scenario at all. And I don't think it would. I don't think anyone would want that either. No. Um, so yeah, with with that in mind, it's it's. Assuming there is a GM appointed, if it's not um, if it's not by Mike Brable himself, it's going to be somebody he's going to have control over or have yep. more power. That that's already been 
been made pretty clear. And I'm I'm all for that. I I think that Mike Brable's a guy who knows what he wants. He knows the type of people that he wants in his in his building. Yeah. And my feeling is that he's a good judge of character. Yeah. And I, I think also I think I think John Robinson's philosophy, and I think you were very clear from the moment he take he took the job, were to sort of instill a culture where everybody was a harder worker than the next guy. Everybody was squeaky clean off the field. And perhaps at the at the sort of expense of like raw talent, he drafted character guys a lot of the time. And I, and I genuinely think Vrabel will back himself to handle some bigger characters. I, I think yeah. he's got that in his, in his lock, in his makeup. Do you know what I mean? I, I think he would have backed himself to handle AJ Brown if, if they would have paid him. I, 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 I keep, I keep, what I'm trying at... to say is I think he'll be more, not a maverick, but I think he'll be more sort of, more of a gunslinger than John Robinson, I would say. I, I find it, I, I keep looking at New England and everything they've done. And it's such an obvious, it's such an obvious thing with the history of, well, the history of Robinson as well. History of, no, that's yeah. Mike Brable played there for years. And like, you look at the success, the whole, the whole time, everything they've done with Belichick and Brady, and they have at times had those kind of people in their building. Yeah. Like Randy Moss. Yeah. I can't imagine he'd be, that easy to deal with necessarily maybe maybe i'm being no. I'm being harsh but uh, he was a superstar and he yeah. brought that he brought that to new england he helped he helped them get although i've got him i've got a feeling he <laughs> that was the era where they kept losing to the giants but um yeah he he was a big part of that there were there were others and yeah bill bill belichick wasn't the sort of guy that would that would take any nonsense from from no. anybody and if you want to go back even further, I don't think Bill Parcells was that guy either. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, from that same tree. So I, I think oh, I think Vrabel, I, I, I don't think via draft free agency or whatever, it was John Robinson's style to take a chance on that type of player. He he didn't mind taking a chance on an injury or two. No. But, but no. any character flaw. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which, is, which is the weird thing with Asaya Wilson. That's where just like that yeah. looks even even more strange when you you consider it. Just no evaluation done whatsoever. No. Um, it's just. Um, I, I think Vrabel will be more focused on the best, most fifty-two talented players, and not, you know, the GPA or our well-being. They are off the field, or. <laughs> so he, like and, say, it, yeah, either they behave themselves and they fall into line, yeah. or they're probably gone. If yeah, that's yeah. if that's that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I thought John Robinson were drafted and recruited very much in second gear. I, I thought I always thought you were quite safe with with the way we approach things, which is not always a bad thing. And it and, it's, it, it's, and it's never going to leave you with a a roster where the bottom falls out of it. But also, I think you need a bit of. To win a Super Bowl, you need exceptional talent, a bit of sizzle on top of your steak. I would say. <laughs> I I think, I think he was very good at being safe yeah. in in the early days, in building us up to making getting us over being that five hundred type team. Um, but 
it's what it's taking us to the next level where he's got it wrong because he's taken a couple of punts. Jadavian Clowney, Julio. Yeah. And both each, each of those times I was delighted, thinking this is this is not how the Tennessee Titans have always been. This is us taking a gamble. Yeah. Uh, but they haven't worked. And I mean, even, you can't blame you can even say all of them, but there's a trend. Yeah, definitely. And you could, I mean, you could even say Vic Beasley weren't cheap at, at 10 million. Do you know what I mean? You could, yeah. <laughs> like I say, well, I, I just think he'd get more, he'd have more flack his way if it wasn't for Clowney at the same time, I think. It's yeah. interesting you forget about Beasley. Yeah. But, but I think you can go back to over the last three or four drafts and look at the players we've taken and the players we've whiffed on and there's, Obviously, examples where, I mean, we're back over all ground, but there's Fitzpatrick and and picks like <laughs> yeah. that, and it, I just think, what what were you thinking? Do you know what I mean? And 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 what pains what what's the most frustrating thing about this season is we are actually a good team. We are actually a good team, but but there's no way we're a contender. And that's yeah, kind of where well, that's kind yeah. of where John Robinson's roster building has taken us. We're a playoff team because we're in the AFC South. <laughs> that's yeah. that's what's happened. Yeah, and um, we're fortunate there. Um, but... And I, I think I think the ownership want, wants better. Where where wants where's more. this left us this this year? Do you think that this gives us a a psychological shot in the arm, or do, do you think it's we're already looking to twenty twenty three? I mean, obviously, we're definitely going to host a playoff game. I would say so. Things have got by, to go spectacularly wrong if we don't, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, by that virtue alone, we've still got a chance at having a good season. Um, and I'm sure Vrabel won't be sort of letting any complacency creep in that we've gave up on this season either. No, 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 no. I, I would certainly, certainly back him to so give give us our, our best shot, but. If, he's I mean, got if, to be thinking longer term at the same time. For me, if we could, if we could finish ten and seven and win a playoff game, I'd be over the moon. I'd, I would snatch your hand off for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it, it might depend who we face. Um, but we, well, I say we could beat anyone on our day. This was the Tennessee Titans up until a year ago. This yeah. this season, it's been much more predictable. We've we've beaten the teams we should beat, and we've lost the teams we should lose to. Really, yeah, that's pretty much what's happened. Other than maybe the, the first game against the Giants, yeah. Mathematically, I think we've got to beat. We've got to win one of the Jags games and another one somewhere, and that'll be enough. Or yeah, or the Colts lose another one somewhere. If we beat the the Jags once, I think they can't catch us. I think yeah. so. It's it, yeah. There's not a lot to do to shore up that that division win. It might be the Bengals again at home. It could be the Ravens. It could be the Jets yeah. or the Pats. Even it's it. It might be a winnable game. The, but yeah, whether we do, I don't. I don't see. It's it feels like it's a weird time, isn't it? Like we we yeah. we were so close looking back in 2019 and that, that championship game at, at Kansas City and I don't think anyone realised how good that team was. Yeah. I think that I'm not saying in fact yeah I am saying we have actually gone backwards from there and I know that was sort of a, a fairy tale run as such and nobody expected us to do that but the roster from top to bottom was, was so much stronger than this one. But those, these fairy tale runs that happen 
I don't know why teams need to grab them with both hands more. Like yeah. it, it just like look at the Bengals last year. They they had that, and it looks yeah. like they might have that again with the form yeah. they've shown. They've just beaten us and the and Kansas City again. Yeah. Um. But there, there always seems to be this reaction of, well, yeah, but there's flaws in that roster, or that that team's not yeah. perfect. Big deal. If they, you go on a tear, <laughs> roll yeah. with it. And I think well, we're sat here discussing John Robinson not having a job because some of his attempts to grab that with both hands, going back to Clowney and Julio Jones, etc., have not worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, maybe yeah, as as you say, he was he liked to err on being safe, and when he he started to gamble a bit more, they just didn't work, and that that yeah. wasn't that wasn't where his talent lied. And I think that'll be the the story of. Of his sort of tenure as a GM, um, solid basically, not spectacular. Yeah, I think I think it's. I don't feel, as I said earlier, I don't I don't feel any sort of anger or dis dislike towards him. Far from it. Quite the the opposite. Nope. Like he's not. Yeah, he he's not a guy that you you dislike, and I think I think the. Largely, the players would have felt that way. Um, I don't. I don't feel. Maybe he's fallen out with Mike Brable. I don't know. He obviously, obviously, didn't agree. Yeah. <laughs> at the, uh... I don't think. I don't think he could ever fault his commitment. I think he spoke a lot of sense, and and they were a good ambassador for the franchise as well. I don't think, like I say, there is no no need or no reason for there to be any animosity towards it. Uh, but I, I, gen- I firmly believe that. That this is the right decision and things I'd run, I'd run the course. Yeah, yeah. Such a weird reaction. Like, a, like I said, like it. The news was a shock, or the timing was a shock. But oh, like within ten minutes of hearing it, I was fine. Like yeah. it, this, this feels, this feels like we've we. It was always in in J Rob we we trust, but mm. it's it's in Amy we trust. I mean, as much as I wanted it to happen, I didn't expect it to. You know, we've had discussions several times and I've said it, it's it, we need to move on from John Robinson. But I never thought for one minute it'd happen, especially when he signed a, an extension in February. And it's quite unusual for <clears throat> a head coach to stay and a GM to go in the NFL. Yeah. That was that was the other thing about it. And, and Todd Downing, where does this leave where does this leave him? <laughs> because yeah. he what this says is the problems are down to the roster not being good enough. They're not down to the coaching not being good yeah. enough. So everybody's been clamouring for Todd Downing to go all year, um, much more than Robinson to go. I don't think yeah. there's been that much of a clamour for him to go. I mean, you've 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 said it, but I don't think it, I don't think anybody, if anybody wanted it, they didn't necessarily expect it to happen so quickly. Uh, but it's 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 been Downing who's been on the the hot seat. And he's yeah. presumably going to be safer a bit. Uh, maybe he'll get that head coaching job elsewhere that we all we all dream of. <laughs> Jacksonville, Indy, somewhere <laughs> like that. In, Indy would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But but do you know what? If if it it might transpire that he could do a job, uh, we we doubted we doubted Shane Bowen at, at first. Um, who I mean, it's it's a Mike Brable defense as well. We all know that, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were no complaints about the defense now, and there certainly were for a time. I don't. I don't think it's the same with Downing because it's because 
Brable's a defensive guy. He's got he's more of it's down to him. But that's not to say that it's impossible with some roster improvements that we won't have we won't have a really good looking offense with him. I think I think as far going back to Vrabel, I think when you when you think of other sort of established coaches in the league, like say like Mike Tomlin and um John Arbor, I think the all their GM is is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, so yeah, know, yeah. That, know that they are the main guy, and I think that's that's kind of what is happening here with Rabel in Tennessee. Yeah, I, it's you, you don't really. I mean, they have got a GM, but these these big established coaches, respected coaches, really don't really matter who the GM is. They're they're sort of going to outlast probably two, three, four GMs. Oh, it's someone like Baltimore's an example where they they've had a the same people there for well, yeah. it seems like twenty years. So yeah. obviously it obviously works, and yeah. and it, and whoever's whoever's calling the shots, it's probably not. It might be somebody that they have; they just see eye to eye on stuff, so it doesn't yeah. come down to a power struggle. Um, yeah, and if you're, <laughs> actually, yeah, it's it's going to be it's got to be somebody who sees eye to eye with Mike Brable, or it or it won't <laughs> won't work very quickly. Yeah, or they'll not uh, they'll not get hired, <laughs> or they'll not get hired. But, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the, my whole my whole takeaway is I feel better about the the Tennessee Titans than I did twenty four hours ago. Yeah, same. I mean, like I say, I, I wanted it to happen, and I've been critical of, of Robinson for probably eighteen months now, but I, I didn't expect it to. Um, so I was very shocked yesterday. Um, but I'm excited about what what could happen going forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's. Potentially some big changes in the off season. Yeah, uh, we'll 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 try. We'll get whatever we get out of this season, um, and we'll have, you know, a a typical twenty fifth pick or whatever in the in the draft. Yeah. Um, there'll be there might be a bit of clearing of of house. I don't, I don't know if nothing's nothing's off limits. I guess. Nope. Uh, the right offer could come in to even trade someone like Derek Henry. Who knows? Oh dear, <laughs> I, I couldn't deal with it. But <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, a, oh, it's a funny one because it, it's he. No, realistically, he won't have a huge value because of his age and the miles yeah. on the clock. Um, and it maybe he he also strikes me as the type of guy that is quite loyal. Yep. Yeah, yeah um, I suppose but, we'll just but... have to embrace whatever comes along. <laughs> 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 I don't know, it's been Titans Twitter undoubtedly will just roll with it and be completely reasonable it's been quite a day yeah. for Titans Twitter um, yeah. and actually it's been uh, one of the few things that everyone sort of agreed on really I don't think there's been much arguing about the decision if if there has it's been polite and if, if yeah. there has been people upset it's just because they, they like the guy I don't think I don't think there's much anger towards. Well, there's virtually no anger towards Amy. I don't think. No. Nor should there be. No. There's, there's no anger towards Coach Brable. Um, any anger towards Downing is tempered for a bit. I think it's. I, I don't know if the, even the, the Tannehill haters or the Downing haters have have reacted to this as if to say, right, well, prove yourself. 
with a with a new GM and a new way of thinking. And if if it still doesn't work, then yeah, you'll be gone. But this is a this is a new chance for a lot of these people. Yeah. But yeah, it could be some exciting times ahead. Could be some dreadful times ahead. Who knows? We might be back in those those, <laughs> those Burger, Jake Locker days. Yeah. I have no idea, but something had to give, didn't it? And, and definitely has given. But... What about the Jags on Sunday? With um... with that, and we're all all but mathematically in. Um, as, as I said, it just needs one other result to go our way. Yeah, I mean, we should win, shouldn't we? I mean, <sighs> they may not have Trevor Lawrence as well. Yeah, who is that? Who is their backup QB? I haven't even. I, no, it, I don't even it, know. Jake Luton is he still kicking around? Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. Um... <laughs> Jake Luton Town. <laughs> Jake, Luton, Jake Luton Town. It's a, it's unfortunate, isn't it? <laughs> I think that I can't see any. Oh, I'm gonna regret as soon as these words come out of my mouth I can't see any way that if it is if Trevor Lawrence is out I just I can't imagine a world where we don't beat them and I'm going to regret saying these words <laughs> yeah I, I, I also think the King's going to have a a good game he's he's due one it's the Jags and he loves playing the Jags I just feel that there might be there might be a good atmosphere and it's a home game yeah. should be angry should, yeah. <laughs> they should play angry, so there should, there's, some, there's something to prove. Coming off last week's sort of debacle, um, yeah. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting to be fired up and come out and sort of show something. Yeah, I think so. I'll be, I'll be upset if it doesn't go to plan anyway. Yeah. Um, but but then, it's not even panic stations, is it? Really, but it would be, it would be a. A nice thing to to get out of the way and stop the yeah. rot. Um, there we go. Yeah, any, any... We just need a win, don't we? <laughs> and improve the win. mood. And the, the mood's yeah. improved a yeah. bit anyway. It's, it, it feels yeah. like a sacking being a positive thing shouldn't. That that sounds a bit like you're pouring scorn or you're you're upset with the guy, and it's not like that. It's a hard one to explain. I feel it's a bit like when Malarkey went. Yeah. Um, like you, you've got nothing but respect for the guy, but you know it's you, you know deep down it's the right decision. Yep. Anything else Titans related to discuss? I think that's. I think that's there been a couple, the... of, couple of Discord questions. Oh, were there? Oh, okay. I'll, I think so. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I wasn't sure if you're going to say Tory Carter. I mean, we we mentioned it, but I mean... <laughs> that's a f- funny thing that uh, as if. Would he have like not that it's going to be a big thing in the grand scheme of things? Would he have have stayed um, if John Robinson was still here? Who knows? Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You were we have Discord Discord corner as I'm going to call it. Ben Weeks. We all love all love Rabel as a coach. It seems reasonable. He's going to be hugely influential over the new GM. Should that be a worry? It doesn't worry me. Um, no. Yeah, we saw we sort of touched on this, didn't we? But no, I don't. That should be a good thing. Um, okay, unless you unless you think that you doubt Brable's ability to make these kind of decisions, and we maybe we we may have all misread that, and that comes to pass. But I don't think I don't think there are many out there that take that view at this at this moment in time. 
I think Vrabel, when you've got a coach like Vrabel, who's got sort of a a high standing and plenty of potential suitors, you, you do whatever you can to keep him comfortable, keep him in the building. Yeah. And if that's giving him more power and, and hiring a GM that's going to work under him in all but name and, and work in, in sort of in, in harmony with him, if that if that's what it takes to do it, then you do it. I think, I mean, over the, I mean, we've not always been, we're not, we've had not a love-hate relationship with Mike Brabel in this on this podcast. We've always we've always liked him, but we, we haven't always been sort of effusive with, with praise like we are now. But I, I think, think I uh, think we've realised we've come to realise that he's he's just improved with every year he's been our head coach. Yeah, his record speaks for itself. Um, he's made and, he made mistakes in those early years. Yeah, and. And 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 to be honest, that they weren't coaching based mistakes, they were more game management. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, he's always been being good at motivating and improving players. And and if we're saying that the roster is not good enough, but then we're also saying we've got a coach who's had consecutive winning seasons, then the the equation is that John Robinson's the one that's got to go. Yeah, the answer to the equation. So. For me, I, I don't think it's a worry. I think if you want to keep somebody like Vrabel in the building, um, I mean, Belichick's not getting any younger. Um, Jerry Jones will definitely get sick of Mike McCarthy at some point. <laughs> Vrabel's, Vrabel's like Ohio State through and through. So there's big suitors. Do you know what I mean? And I, and, and I just think for, if, for if... a franchise like Tennessee to keep hold of somebody who's like, as highly regarded as Vrabel, you have to bend to his his needs it's not it's not just that it's the fact that i trust trust him to make the right kind of right kind of yeah. calls and um, i wouldn't swap him for anybody honestly I, I would not swap him for any other coach no no so... i couldn't agree more um g davis who's that well g davis is sounds like a, a somebody's somebody's name bill's but wide these, receiver yeah, Gabe, Gabe Davis is in our Discord. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always feel awkward with this because sometimes, like, I know that some of these Discord names are people that I know, um, but it isn't always obvious. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, their question: What would be the main differences between a Braber run Titans and a J Rob run Titans? I mean, we've kind of we've kind of covered what we think there. Um, in, initially, we're probably not going to see we're not going to see huge roster changes in the middle of the season, are we? Um, no. But going forward, as as you kind of touched on, I guess maybe yeah, we we take more risks on on superstars or the just a diff, different kind of character. I think Vrabel will aim higher. I think Vrabel will be more dynamic, more exciting. Yeah, I bring think it he'll. Do you know? I think he'll want us to to be in the mix for these big names when they become free agents, and I think he. I think Vrabel will want us to be a destination for somebody the likes of AJ Brown or Debo Samuel or when one of those types of players becomes available. I think Vrabel will be the type of coach slash GM, assistant GM, whatever he's going to be, to throw us into that mix, whereas I don't think John Robinson ever would. All this fuss over Odell Beckham recently and the the whole NFL trying to trying to get the guy who's who it sounds like he's going to be injured till next year anyway um, but yeah. uh, the the our name being in the mix with these sort of these sort of conversations is yeah i mean it's it's better than it was of course it is um, but that that's how they're the changes that i think we'll see 
Yeah, definitely. I think be... Babel will not will not want us to be anybody's bridesmaid. He's only he's only ever played or coached for like sort of winning organizations, apart from obviously Texans, but we'll forget that. Uh... <laughs> doesn't doesn't seem like, seem to count. It's just gonna be a forgotten thing that he was there. Yeah. But I mean, like obviously Ohio State, New England, Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he'll want to elevate our franchise to the to those levels. He'll, he'll not want us to be anybody's bridesmaid, and I think his his sort of his his personality will come through in the way that he approaches having more power within the franchise. If that makes sense. Hmm. Uh, other question: Sweatband eighty one. I don't know. Again, I don't know. That's I probably think it's David. Oh, Sweetland. Yeah, I Is think it? so. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, actually, yeah, I can see it from this question. I can see this being David. Um, who's better, Jesus or the Easter Bunny? <laughs> I mean, it's not you're not you comparing like for like there. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll go for the one that exists. So Easter Bunny, <laughs> the Easter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you believe in the Easter Bunny, but you're yeah you, yeah. yeah okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, just to be contrary, I'll go with Jesus then. Christmas is coming up sooner than the than Easter, so it's all about that. But Jesus is relevant to both, I guess. Oh yeah, I never thought about that. I mean, obviously, I need those uh, links, box sets, and socks. So best change my mind to uh, to Jesus. <laughs> Is it, <laughs> is it not Santa slash Father Christmas that we should be appealing to? It depends which yeah. way you look at it. Um, yeah, it's not Jesus who brings the gifts. <laughs> it's just his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, that yeah, that's, <laughs> that should take us neatly into non-Titans related. Um, I need to think of what I'm going to talk about. Have you got something? I mean, I ain't got anything to sort of mourn about, but I was just, I, I'm thinking, I was looking at my rotor the other day and I thought, I don't know how many podcasts I'm going to be able to do before Christmas. So I was just going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and, and thanks for obviously listening to us and inter- interacting on us Discord, following us on Twitter, any engagement with this this podcast, really, because obviously we started from an, an original 12 person Facebook group. <laughs> and now we, we were sort of nearly at 2,000 followers on Twitter and uh, we've got a nice little community. So just Merry Christmas to everybody that's ever interacted with us, engaged with us or being involved, really. Yeah, second that. Absolutely. Um, oh, speaking, of, speaking of Christmas, I've just been to my daughter's Christmas show at school just before doing this. And she's in year two, which for American listeners would be second grade, I think. So she's seven. She's she's been, but the previous two years of being at the school, she hasn't been able to do one because of COVID. Um, And yeah, last year, I think there were still restrictions at this time, this time. So they didn't, they didn't have that. They did a show, but um, it was like behind closed doors and they filmed it and gave the DVDs. It's not quite the same, funny no. enough. Um, but they didn't do a traditional nat- nativity, which they would have done in, in reception, but it was it was a Christmas-based show. And it I, it's unbelievable. Like it, I don't think it's... A, I feel less of me to say it's moving, um, but <laughs> watching six, seven-year-olds act out... Uh, lots of songs and lots of lines and delivering yeah. them and 
and the first time they've ever done anything like that in front of a hall full of 300 parents or however many parents there are um just fantastic and yeah it's it's been a weird couple of years for for everyone hasn't it and yeah of course uh, it yeah. you i think you things like this if you took for granted everyone took for granted didn't they and yeah yeah just being normal again which is great and, and appreciating uh, it all their little faces like massive massive grins. yeah yeah can imagine yeah <laughs> um it's uh yeah great stuff and what yeah what christmas is about really um but there we go 7th of december plenty of shopping days left don't panic uh, we wish nope. you a merry christmas and we've got at least three pods i think between now and then but whether whether you're there um somebody will be hopefully if you want to come on <laughs> get in touch if you're listening yep. to this screaming at us i don't agree with this um come on and and air your views May, maybe you you thought john robbins should should have stayed and mike brable should go um but come on and come on and argue with us and get in touch and join uh join the discord join the discord which i'm sure has a catchy link but keep tweeting it every now and then and you know, just <laughs> search for it you'll find it um but yeah good to good to chat neil um yeah. as ever it's uh we've had a bit to talk about it's been good yeah brilliant <laughs> um but yeah merry christmas to to you if we don't speak again i'm sure we'll speak again but um, yeah. yeah in the meantime beat those beat those jags and tighten yeah, up beat those jags as usual tighten up